0: All right, well, welcome back, listener, for another episode of Let's Open the Bible. We do have a special guest coming in the next couple of episodes. I thought it was going to be this episode, but uh, in a couple of episodes, so uh, just have your seatbelt on. Today, we're going to be in uh, Proverbs chapter 8, and this is uh, Russ and Gavin with you today. And so um, we are just gathered here in my office to record these few episodes. And um, you said you were dropping wisdom today? No, I'm a fan of wisdom. You said you were dropping wisdom off today. No, I'm a fan (laughs) of wisdom. I'm going to hold on to it. Uh, And so, listener, again, we're going to be in uh, Proverbs chapter 8. And uh, I'd like us to read verses 1 through 11, although I don't know that we'll cover necessarily all of that in this episode. Uh, Gavin, if you would open us in prayer, I'll be happy to read these verses. Let's pray. Heavenly Father,
1: um, we come to you as absolutely dependent upon you for everything. And and in this case, we come dependent on you for wisdom. We come dependent on you for for knowledge. Um, Without you, our life, the meaning of life, the wisdom, knowledge, it all loses its anchor. You sustain all things by the word of your power and hold them, them together. And so, God, we ask now that we would uh, rightly divide your word, that wisdom would be imparted by your spirit through your word onto us uh, and, and those listening. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for us and his wisdom that, that he has received through, through studying you and knowing you. Um, and God, thank you for, again, that we have this opportunity to make you known. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates, at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you, simple ones, understand prudence, and you, fools, be of understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things, for my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all things, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Excellent.
1: Excellent. All
0: so right. uh, we, we need to understand that, that a proverb is a general truth. As you read the book of Proverbs, as do I, um, I try to read a chapter of Proverbs every day and have now for quite some time. By the way, we missed the one year uh, anniversary of Let's Open the Bible. So a uh, golf clap. It's, the escalating we, golf clap or we, just
1: the co- quiet little golf clap? We,
0: we missed it by several months. I okay. just, it just happened to occur to me. But it, Happy never, birthday. Yep. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Nevertheless, uh, if, as you read the book of, of Proverbs, what you find is there are two ladies effectively referred to, Lady Folly and Lady Wisdom. And here uh, we, we hear and learn about Lady Wisdom. She cries out at the gates at the entry of the city. Okay. Your favorite question, Gavin, what does this mean to you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: And everybody that's listening, I hope you know that's my least favorite question. It is not important exactly what it means to me, but what is the author trying to communicate? Uh, The inspired Holy Spirit uh, driven along, uh, carried along author, what are they communicating? So
0: what are they communicating? Russ? The value of the fear of the Lord of wisdom of knowledge of God.
1: Okay, so Christ is our wisdom. All wisdom is contained in Christ. We learned that from uh again, Holy Spirit-inspired Paul in in Colossians. So, um that uh that all wisdom is contained in Christ and he is our wisdom. Paul said that to the church in Corinth, right? So, um but but does not wisdom call? What does that mean?
0: Well, I I, I take that to mean as a reference to um uh, the wisdom of God. Uh, okay, so, calling out the beginning okay. of knowledge is 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 the beginning of knowledge is fear of the Lord. Right.
1: Yeah. Fear right. of the Lord is instruction and
0: in, yep. yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so so, so one, let, let's just start. Here, here you go. So one, it's, it's a proclamation. It's a declaration. It's a screaming out in, in, into the streets or something like that. So this could be tantamount to a gospel call, or at least in this case, in the old Testament it is, is a proclaiming of God's word, right? And, and to be wise is to listen to God's word. To be wise is to, is to submit yourself to the wisdom of God. Um, so it calls out, I think this is the, the the proclaiming of God's word, and then and then that wisdom I think does call out to us, in a, maybe even in a supernatural way. I know many people that goes th- you know say something along the lines of "I know that's probably the right thing to do." I you know when when you look at somebody and go, "Hey, how have the decisions of your life been working out for you right now?" Well, they haven't been okay. Well, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you follow Christ? I mean, clearly it is the better path. Clearly it is the path, uh, that, that leads to, to victory over sin and and hope. And, and it leads to life everlasting. and, And there's, you know, following Christ, there's, there's no better road and it is the road filled with joy, maybe not giddiness, but certainly joy. Um, I don't know, uh, You know, it's, it's kind of that person that just wants to, to ram their head against the wall. So, so to proclaim the word of God, to proclaim all the counsel of God, the uh, Genesis to Revelation and maps even, it is uh, that wisdom calling out. And people just ignore it, la, 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 la. And then I think there's this supernatural calling that says, you know the way that, there is a way that seems right into, into man, but in the end it leads to destruction. There are people in jail that know as soon as they get out, they're going to do the exact same thing that, that brought them there. Forget wisdom, forget godly counsel. So, so that's why it says, that, you know, um, the ear that listens to life giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Uh, and then it goes on to say, whoever ignores instruction, whoever ignores advice, despises himself. You're forsaking wisdom. You're ignoring the wisdom of God. You despi- You hate yourself at that point. Yeah. And yet, and yet, that's put foolish. their head down
0: and just keep going. Yeah, that is foolish. Yeah. Um she, that is wisdom, takes her stand at the top of the high hill. Verse three, she, that is wisdom, cries out. And at that's the wisdom personified, right? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um
1: and then and just just as a point of reference, because I um I love this. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable are his ways for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he should be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things to him, be the glory forever. I just love the idea of the depth of the wisdom of God. You you cannot plumb the depth of the wisdom of God. Right. You can stand back and be amazed and, and in an awe of it, and you can trust it. We, you know we've talked about that, um, the notitia. We can know the, the wisdom of God as it, as it is expressed in Scripture. We can even believe the wisdom of God at, as you know as we say, oh, I, that, that's true. I believe that. But until you trust it and walk in it, you will not receive the benefits of it. But sometimes we just go, oh, yeah, that's probably the right way of doing things. So, again, the crying out of the wisdom, but mm-hmm. to receive it and listen to it and, and, and abide by it, live in it, is a totally different thing. I'm begging people to start trusting God and living in that wisdom. And, and not just for your best life now. No, the wisdom of God is that in, in God formed and shaped the world in wisdom and knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. We'll that actually means, get into that th- later in the proverb, right? So, so, so that means that that it, it is a wise thing that God didn't say, "Okay, earn your salvation." That in the world He created, that He said Himself, it was good. There was always the plan of the redemption through Christ, His His work, His shed blood. And so, you know, when I say, "Hey, it's not just wisdom for your best life now," it is wisdom. Okay, I need a a mighty Savior. Mm-hmm. To save this wretched soul, mm-hmm. and the wisdom of God is to trust in that to to abide by the wisdom of God and to live in the wisdom of God. Christ becomes our wisdom, and we trust it all
0: right, yeah, and I think the foolish are the ones that reject that and and you know, and i as as I read this this verse, and as you were uh, talking about some things, I was reminded of. And you probably know people, too. I'm sure you've counseled enough people um, that they know what to do. They they know biblically how to act. They know where the lines are between doing right and doing wrong, and yet they still choose to do wrong. They still— choose to act contrary to what God's word says.
1: Okay. So there, there are those that suppress the truth in their unrighteousness or by their unrighteousness. So it's not an intellectual thing where they don't know what is right. They don't, it's not that they don't understand what is right. It's that because they love sin, they suppress the truth. They, they go their own way and do their own thing. Not again, because they don't understand or can't know it, but because they enjoy sin. That's, they suppress the truth by their unrighteousness or in their unrighteousness. Um, uh, and then the other thing is, um, when it says, on the heights beside the way, at the crossroads she takes her stand, one of the things that we're, we're going to, when we get introduced to our guest, we're going to talk about is how, you know, he goes out into the highways and byways and makes the, the word of God known. And and we should just, again, we we do not worship a, a person. We do not um, elevate them above mere man. We worship and serve one God. But, but in those ways that any person imitates Christ, we want to emulate them and, and to be a good proclaimer of the gospel, you go out to where you, you can be heard. And that's what's going on here. Wisdom is standing where, where she can be heard, wisdom personified. And I think that's what a gospel proclaimer, uh, those who carry the euangelia on the good news need to go to the high places. Like Jesus went on the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount was him standing with his disciples, pulling them aside, and then the crowd fills in and he preaches to them. And uh, he, he regularly stood out on boats, some people say, so that he could be heard. But at least we know from Scripture that crowds gathered round, and, and he spoke to them from boats and from mountaintops and from places that he could be heard. We need to be out among the people. I love in, in Dietrich Bonhoeffer's The Cost of Discipleship, he talks about that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Luther's great, uh, great act to say something bold and then hide, which he had to do for a season, but that to re-engage with the people around him. And, and, and in, in doing that, you put yourself in harm's way. We need to be around the people speaking truth and sound doctrine into their lives, wisdom into their lives Yeah, from places where we can be heard. And by the way, that means being vulnerable. Putting
0: you're, yourself out there.
1: Yeah. It's not, in, it's not in an ivory tower that you're making yourself known. Or not making yourself known, but making certainly the wisdom of God known.
0: Right. All right. Yeah. So from verse four on, it's, it's basically a speech. Or from verse four, moving forward, beside
1: the gates in the front of the town. So, so that's where you know the important men of the town would meet. Right. Um, so, so, have you heard uh, uh, there there is a political strategist that said that Christian nationalism is the greatest threat in America today? That it is worse than Al Qaeda. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, and I'm thinking, is, is that is that is that type of thinking? Um, Misinformed about the nature that we serve the Prince of Peace, and Al Qaeda serves a, a warlord in Muhammad. You know Christ is the Prince of Peace and calls us to love our enemies, and that is not tantamount to serving in Al Qaeda, who is taught to follow a person that would call for jihad, a holy war. And and you'll get people disagreeing on that. Is that a holy war of words? Is that a holy war of that? All I know is that Muhammad was a warlord. He was a warrior that united the Arab Peninsula under one rule. All the the, the warring tribes, he, he conquered and united. Some peacefully and others not at all peacefully. Um, so uh, back to this. Is it a misunderstanding or is it because us Christians have, have pulled away from the gates so much that our voice is not heard clearly in the gates anymore? Wis- the wisdom of Christ is not spoken in the nation's capital like it, it ought to
0: be. Well, and when we've had opportunities, we haven't taken advantage of them. You know, that that's, it's called the silent majority for a reason, because the majority remains silent when or if there ever was truly a majority Christian voice. So are we, you know,
1: again, that Titus 1 that people say they love God, but th- they deny him by their actions. Right. But as for you, and, and I'm paraphrasing Titus 1, but in the very Titus 2 1, it says, but as for you, teach or speak what accords with sound doctrine. Are, are, are we doing that? By and large, no. We just hope it'll all work out. Yeah. Has the pulpit gotten soft? Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to paint with broad brush strokes. That's a pretty broad brush stroke. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: By and large, yes. It's weak and watered down. It's it's quiet. It's. You know, feel good message. This is a problem that's been going on for a long time. Jeremiah five teaches. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, God, God said, My prophets are not speaking my words, and the people would have it to be so. You know, they, they rejoiced in the false message. Well,
1: we are accumulating for ourselves teachers that'll tickle our ears for yes. sure. We're not in season and out of season. So this is not a new thing. And teaching the word of God. No, 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 no. I, I I've said this before. I am not one that thinks that, you know the world is falling apart now in a way that it wasn't before. I mean, you look back at the time of Caligula, you look back at the times of, of the, the, the philosophers gathered together to pontificate and and drink wine and, and engage in other activities after the, you know, their symposium, Uh, they, they would do all sorts of debaucherous things. This is not, I mean, there have been kind of ebbs and flows of certain sin. It's always been, there's always been a sin coefficient since Adam and Eve and the fall. But, uh, But but I think it's just it it manifests itself. Sin manifests itself differently throughout the seasons. But yeah, yeah, we're not we're not speaking against it. Maybe as no,
0: we are not speaking against it as we ought. You've heard you've heard the the statement. Maybe you've said it, but probably not because I know how much you love platitudes. But you've heard the the statement that you know if if uh, being a Christian was a crime, would there be enough evidence to To convict convict you? you, I would say you could make that same. Statement or pose that same question to many pastors. Sure. So, so I, I know that uh, one time, you know,
1: several years ago in Houston, the mayor attempted to get the sermon uh, sermon notes or ser- even the, the the manuscripts from yeah. the pastors. And that I that just was thought, during COVID. Uh, I think it was preceded COVID. It preceded COVID. It? I think I'm pretty sure that it did. Okay. It might not have, but I'm pretty sure that it did. But it, it didn't have anything to do with COVID. It had to do with other issues going on down there. Yeah. As hate, and she would deem it as hate speech. But I just thought this: if somebody would ever ever gather my sermons, was would there be enough to convict me that I was that I was um, uh, th- that I preach the exclusivity of Christ? He is the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but by Him. That he preached um, a high moral standard that we all fall short of, but that we all uh, covered in Christ. Are you know we in Christ we are a new creation for, for in two ways. One that we are we are loved and accepted by God because He was the propitiatory sacrifice, the appeasing sacrifice that God accepted in our stead but also because in Christ we're a new creation that has a new heart that beats for righteousness and strives for righteousness and holiness without which we will not see God? I mean, is there enough in the sermons to convict me of that? Or am I lukewarm and
0: watered down? Well, I think if if, if there were ever a time when the gospel was illegal, anybody preaching the gospel— accurately is going to preach the exclusivity of Christ, and there would be plenty of evidence for that.
1: Oh, okay. So so you say that, but I'm telling you now that um, I, I've heard this from several different people as firsthand accounts. So for me, it's a secondhand account, but one w- was a professor in seminary that said that they had traveled to 11, I think it was 11 churches and 13 sermons or something like that. I, I'm making up the number, but, but it, because this was 20 years ago and they had heard Christ, the name Jesus Christ in two sermons. Good grief! I know that that um, in our congregation, several of the kids have these books where they follow the sermon along, and they'll have little check marks if you say something. And one of them is, "Did he say substitutionary or something?" I mean, some of them are words that you very well may not hear, but some of them are just words like, "Did you hear Jesus?" Hmm. And wow. so, yeah, I, and I just thought, you know, are are we, is the gospel being heard by people that have come? Is the word of God being heard by people that come that week, or is it just Listen, I have been to church services where the main part of the sermon was about somebody's cooking cookies. I mean, is is that what goes on in the church today, or are we preaching the gospel?
0: I was at a meeting um, last month, a leadership meeting, and the uh, the pastor made the comment that he tells the congregation for visitors, for the benefit of visitors that uh, if they don't hear the name Jesus at least 20 times that, that day in the, in the church, then they have failed. And I thought about that, and I thought, you know, that's, that's an interesting approach. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and one I've never thought. I don't consciously say the name Jesus a certain number of times, but I have to say, ever since I heard him say that, I have kind of clocked, you know, am I making sure I'm emphasizing Christ well, and that was kind of his point.
1: Amen. Amen. I I think there are some rules that the Bible does not put down that we can get caught up in, and, and maybe that's one of them. But yes, Christ should be emphasized. You know, Spurgeon said one time that when he preaches, uh, when he uh, that every time he preaches, and this is a gross paraphrase of what he's going to say, but every time he preaches, he dig, digs a trough straightway to the cross and preaches Christ and Him crucified. Mm. Right. So so and and you go okay. Well, where can you get that type of thinking? In Luke twenty four twenty seven, uh, on the road to Emmaus, that you know the disciples Cleopas and the other disciple. He says, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them in all the scripture, the things concerning himself. So he's going into to Moses and, and all the prophets, and basically the Old Testament, um, the Tanakh, he's going into the Old Testament, the, the Hebrew text, and he's preaching himself from them, which means that the Old Testament was pointing us towards Christ. Which is part of why I wanted to cover it, uh, Proverbs 8, because I think it does. It does. I mean, we understand that the point of the Old Testament... And we don't want to over typify. We don't want to take every type and shadow and uh, that, that may or may not allude to Christ and point. But but Christ is throughout the Old Testament, hmm. and Hebrews makes it clear that we understand even like the tabernacle was pointing towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. The elements in the tabernacle, uh, the the I mean, just the words and the the elements and the ark. It's all pointing towards Jesus. Yeah. Both arcs, right—the ark of the covenant and the ark that Noah and his family went into, sealed yeah. by God, A covenantal uh, relationship with God—is is made possible and sealed by Christ and the Holy Spirit. All right, so let's keep reading. Um, to you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. What 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 do you get from that? Well, this and, is, and wh- I don't mean what does it mean to you. I mean what is this is
0: wisdom. This is a, this is wisdom speaking, right? And so Christ is wisdom. That's why one of the things that I, so I read from the new King James, I don't know how it is in the okay. extra special version that Got you it. read, but the pronouns are not capitalized in the new King James. Are they in yours? Um, My voice? No. See, I think it could be. Sure. Sometimes I wonder as I'm reading why it's not capitalized okay
1: but but i I think the point of this is much more to men, yeah, and to the children of men,
0: because so, you know his voice
1: is the voice we need to listen to, right, but he, and it's crying out to men it's not it's not the the gospel is not primarily the angels don't have a message of redemption, right? right i mean they're they're not there's no message of redemption for the angels, the animals don't have a savior as well, so this message of wisdom in Christ himself, the gospel particularly is for men. Mankind. Yeah. And the children of men.
0: And I like verse five. Oh, you simple ones understand prudence and you fools be of understanding heart. So the, the simple ones in the, you know, the, the gospel is simple enough. A child can understand it. This is not a statement on their value as a human being. It's a statement on where they were before Christ, who they were before Christ. They were lost.
1: I, I, I don't know why you put that little safety net underneath us. Oh, simple ones. I, I, w- walk me through why you put a safety net. This isn't a statement about their simplicity. I think the way, the, the way of a man is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice, or uh, only a fool trusts in his own heart. Right. I mean, I mean, so I, don't, I think we are simple. When, when we have it figured out our way, and we refuse to listen to the wisdom of God, when we when we reject the gospel message, we have judged ourselves unworthy of eternal life. We have judged ourselves to be foolish, and in fact, we've judged ourselves to be the swine before which pearls are not to be cast.
0: No, my, my point simply is this: regardless of that, salvation is available.
1: Okay. Yes, but one of the things that always struck me is when I first started speaking to people, you know, in, when I came to North Carolina, this area of North Carolina, and started speaking to people, um, that many, many people kept telling me, I'm pretty smart, and, I'm, and it was it was odd to me. I mean, wh- why are you giving me your intellectual resume? And I'm sure some of them were off the charts smart, but many of them were clearly, you know, not as well thought out as we, we, I'm, I'm a part of that, we should be. And then you go to 1 Corinthians 1, and it says, not many among you are wise, but, you know, God chose the foolish things of the world, the foolish message of the cross and spoke to foolish people of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being called a simple one. I, certainly when I compare myself to the wisdom of Christ, I'm an absolute idiot. He's infinitely wise and I'm very, I'm finitely not right. wise. I've experienced I'm probably that. infinitely unwise, but I'm finitely wise, <laughs> you know? So yes, you have experienced that. So, so I don't, I don't, I just think we need to get to a place where we cry out and go, God, show me. Yeah. Fear of the Lord is instruction, or beginning of wisdom. In fact, that you know, uh, um, the ear that listens to the life giving reproof will dwell in one wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to advice gains intelligence. In the ESV, it says, uh, but but then it goes, and the fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom. That's where it starts. Well,
0: James tells us to ask God for yeah. wisdom. Yeah. But Paul, not as a double-minded man, unstable in all your ways. You, and Paul basically says something similar in Ephesians that yes. we should pray for wisdom or revelation. Well, how, why would you ask for wisdom? Because God is wisdom. Okay, but from your point in the way, why
1: I don't want us to guard ourselves against calling ourselves simple ones. Why would you ask for wisdom? We all need wisdom because you don't have it. Yeah. Why would you ask for something you already have? And by the way, what what do you have that God has not given you? Right. Okay. So so we cry out as a beggar in need of wisdom. But you have to understand you're simple apart from God. My point, but that is don't put a safety net under us. Let me understand I am small and God is big. Uh let let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Well I've often said you're a very small man, Gavin. <laughs> petty is the word you usually use. But I just don't listen to you.
0: Well, there you go. And I get very judgmental. But I'm not petty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to it. Oh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's do that. We'll pick it back up on verse six in the next episode. Listener, thanks so for joining. just chill. Yeah, just chill. Chill with us. To the next episode. And uh, continue to open your Bible and wrestle with these truths of lady wisdom. Until we see you in the next episode, God bless.